we let the kids go, I just really quickly, something that the Tevises do every Sunday morning, every Christmas morning, before we open any presents, we all get together as a family. And just to remember what God's plan was all along and the reason why we have Christmas to begin with, so we know that it's not about the presents, not about the Christmas tree. It's about the Son of God given to us. I just want, before we let the kids go, I want to read the story that we read. Um, I basically took, I took the Christmas story from different gospels and kind of put it into kind of a lump sum. And this, so this is, this is the Tevis' version of the Christmas story from, from the Bible, starting with Luke 1. Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. Therefore, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, it seemed good to me also to write an orderly account for you. This is how the birth of Jesus came about. God sent an angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, to a town of Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at these words and wonders what kind of a greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You will be with a child, and you will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom shall never end. Well, how will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. For nothing is impossible with God. Well, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. And the angel left her. Before Mary and Joseph came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had a mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home to be your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded and took Mary home to be his wife. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that the census should be taken across the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And anyone went, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph went up from the town of Nazareth to Galilee, to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, and he was pledged to be married, and who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time had come for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living in the fields 
nearby, keeping watch over the flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child. And all who heard were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. For unto us a child is born and a son is given. And the government shall be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and the peace, there will be no end. He will reign on, the, on David's throne and over his kingdom establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time and forevermore. The kids can head out. That is an incredible story, people, but it's not a fiction. It's not just a great story that we tell and then we go on and we open our presents. It's a reality that we can live in every single day. Jesus isn't just the reason for the season. Jesus is the reason for everything. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're talking about the absolute best gift ever. I love Christmas. I love Christmas because I love Jesus, and that's when Jesus came into the world. You know, a lot of people don't like a lot of things about Christmas. I, I love just about everything about Christmas. I, I especially, you know, because the people say the presents are distraction. You know, to me, the presents are a great reminder of something come, coming wrapped that was an incredible surprise and exactly what I wanted and exactly what I needed. I even like the fact that it's commercialized because then when the, 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 the non-Christian, non-godly businesses out there try to close it down, there's an incredible uproar because there's a lot of money involved in Christmas. So they can't even shut it down. Nothing shuts down Christmas. So even as they want to, it continues. And I get to keep enjoying it. 
But needless to say, the number one thing about Christmas is the fact that Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, entered this world. After 400 years of hearing nothing from God, they got surprised. And I wanna talk about what comes with that gift. And of course, as the Bible says, you know, there could, if there was books written about everything that Jesus is and does, there wouldn't be libraries big enough to hold the books. So I can't talk about everything, but I'm gonna talk about something. The number one thing that comes with that package of Jesus in the manger was the light of men. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the light was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And the darkness still doesn't comprehend it. You know, Christmas is that way. You open, a lot of people are opening presents. And there are some people that are absolute masters at acting like everything they got was exactly what they ever wanted. Some people aren't that skilled. <laughs> Sometimes they're just blank looks on people's faces. I opened a present, I don't know, about three or four years ago. It was from my daughter. And, and I didn't realize, I don't know if you've seen these gag gift present things where the box is something really, really stupid, but really inside is whatever you want, really wanted. So I didn't know that this thing exists. And my daughter got me, because I get, for those that know me, I'm cold most all of the time. So my daughter, knowing that, she picked out a gag box that said it was a body heater, that it was a, and on the, it, they actually look like a real thing on the box. It was a helmet that goes over your head with a heater that sits right here with your face. I didn't know it was a gag. I thought my daughter had really bought me a helmet heater that heats my face. And I didn't know how to react. I just sat there dumbfounded. <laughs> okay, I guess I could use this thing. <clears throat> and then I opened it. It was really something cool inside. But <clears throat> the fact is, we, th we think that everybody loves the fact that Jesus came into the world. That's not true. That babe lying in a manger wasn't necessarily welcomed by everybody. If you heard the words in the communion meditation that Ryan gave you, they said, he will cause the rise and the fall of some. Jesus himself said, they will hate you because they first hated me. Those are pretty strong words. Ryan talked about Herod. He didn't want Jesus so bad that he went and had two-year-old babies and younger killed. That's how much he didn't want Jesus. I heard on the radio this morning that because Jesus came into the world, you have joy. That's not necessarily true. You need to accept the gift that was given. You need to believe in the gift that was given. You need to understand that he is the light of men. And there is darkness. He is that light shining in the darkness. But that light of men is not just light, it is life itself. 
And as Jesus put it, it is life abundant. Jesus came that they may have life and they may have it abundantly. You know, the problem with our, our materialistic societies, whenever we hear words like abundantly, we think it's like a lot of wealth and a lot of money. Those aren't things that God thinks are really all that valuable. I'll tell you that right now. To the fact is, it says, again, you're gonna take those things with you. There are so many things that are abundant in Jesus' life. Number one is mercy is abundant. So no matter what you have done, no matter what mistakes you have made in your life, that baby in a manger who would grow up to be a man and who would grow up to die for your sins so that you can have mercy. That abundant life, he also says, is access to the Father. Jesus is our access to the Father. If you go, there's a lot of things that the Bible lists as rewards, and very few of those are monetary. He says that we can see God. He says that we are children of God. Being a child of God is life abundant. So understand when you see that abundant, it is the things that really matter. <laughs> you know, I, I'm even one of those people, I'm, I'm a sucker for Christmas movies. <laughs> Not all of them, some are just plain stupid, but for the most part, the concept of most Christmas movies, I, I won't say most, there's a lot of different kind of plots, of course, that happens in Christmas movies. One of my favorite plots is at the beginning where somebody thinks all of this world stuff is really, really important. And by the end of the, end of the movie, they realize there's nothing. <laughs> that has nothing to offer. God, people, changes their life. My, my favorite all-time uh, Christmas story is The Christmas Carol. I just, obviously not all true, obviously fictional. But to see a man who thought that money and hoarding money was the way to satisfaction found out that it was absolutely the wrong direction to go. When Jesus talks about abundant life, trust me, he's got better things in mind than wealth and stuff. He's got life. He's got eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to judge the world but that the world might be saved through him. Jesus didn't come to take people down. Jesus just came to be the son of God. Unfortunately, people, some people don't like that and take themselves down. It's interesting to note that while this has eternal life, this, this gift has eternal life, not everybody, in fact, a smaller amount of people, the minority will actually accept this gift. Some thinks it's cool that they got it and after Christmas is over, they put it on the shelf. That's what you do with some presents. Some it's like, oh, it simply just isn't what I wanted. Like, I'll just take it back. Unfortunately, the majority took Jesus that way. Not what I wanted, I'll just take it back. 
But praise be to God if you understand who Jesus is and you accept him as your Lord and Savior of your life, you will have abundant life eternally. That gift of Jesus also comes with truth and freedom. If you continue in my words, then you are truly the disciples of mine and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Truth and freedom come with Jesus. Something else that comes with Jesus, and this is another reason why I like the Christmas carol, because it's, it's, it's a man who realizes it's not about me, it's about everybody else, that my life is here to benefit other people. Jesus was here for the very purpose to benefit other people. Jesus didn't die on the cross for his benefit. Jesus died on the cross for your benefit. Jesus was looking to your need. So that's what comes with Jesus, and if you follow Jesus, it is an outward perspective on life. It is not me, me, me. It's what can my life do for you. That comes with Jesus. Do nothing out of selfish and empty deceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this attitude in yourselves which was also in Christ Jesus. He was the best example. For he did nothing for himself. He did nothing on his own initiative. He never said, my will first. He always would say, God's will be done. That's Jesus. It's an outward attitude. Looking at others. So Christmas isn't about what I'm going to get. <laughs> it's about how can I benefit somebody else. With Jesus comes contentment and strength. Not that I speak from what I want, for I have learned to be content with whatever circumstances I'm in. This is Paul, and he was in some pretty crazy circumstances. I know how to get along with humble means, and I also know how to live with prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. So no matter what you're going through, no matter what your situation, Jesus is there and Jesus can help you overcome because Jesus has already overcome whatever it is that you're dealing with. With Jesus also comes peace. And this is, a, this is confusing for some because some read the verse, there's actually in a couple of different gospels that Jesus specifically said, I did not come to bring peace. And we question that. We're like, well, wait a minute. Some places he said that he did. Let me explain to you what he's talking about when he says, I didn't got come to bring peace. If you read the Bible, you will fully understand that there is a spiritual battle going on. There is evil and there is good. And they fight each other all of the time. There is God and then there is the world. The Bible will tell you you can't have both. When Jesus said, I did not come to bring peace, what he is saying is, I did not come to bring peace between good and evil. There will not be. The Bible says that the spirit is opposed to the flesh and the flesh is opposed to the spirit. There will be no peace there. Jesus didn't come to bring peace there. 
He did, however, come to bring peace and leave peace with those who followed him. As we see in, in the Christmas story, peace on men on whom his favor rests. It's peace on those who follow his son, Jesus Christ, that are the people who will have peace. Without Christ, there is no peace. Evil will never have peace with good. But if you stay on the side of Jesus, if you abide in him, then peace you will have. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give. What's he talking about there? The world always wants something back. <laughs> I'll help you if you help me. So you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. That is not how Jesus gives peace. Jesus, whenever he talks about giving things, he always uses the word freely. Doesn't matter what you do, he's leaving peace. It's up to you whether or not you accept it. He's not leaving it so you can benefit him. He's leaving it so you, it'll benefit you. So since I leave you my peace, accept it and use it is really what he's saying here. Don't let your heart be troubled nor be fearful. I gave you peace. I left you peace. Stay with that. Don't let the world take you down. What also comes with Jesus? Joy. We sing about joy a lot during Christmas. I pray we'd start to keep singing it throughout the rest of the year. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you do not see him now, but you believe in him, you greatly rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. And from the Christmas story, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among men on whom he's pleased. That's what brings joy. Stay with God. That's where the joy is. Stay with the gift that was given to you. Believe in the gift that was given to you. Love the gift that was given to you. And then you will have a joy that's inexpressible. There are no words, there are no actions that really represent what kind of joy you can have inside. One of the greatest things that comes in this package is love so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with, this, with all the saints what the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love, Christ, the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up with the fullness of God. I love this verse. Because we never actually really get there that we fully understand the breadth and length and height and the depth because Christ's Christ love, the fact that Jesus, the fact that the Son of God, the fact that they're both in heaven and Jesus agrees to the plan for him to go to earth and to suffer and to die for you and for me, that love is, as it said here, it surpasses knowledge. We don't even grasp it. That's the kind of love that was shown to you, a love that you can't even fully comprehend. And the more you comprehend that, the closer you will get to the fullness of God. The package also brings hope. It's not just about now, it's, it's our future. Blessed be the God and the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercies has caused us to be born again into a living hope. 
through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to obtain the inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. That comes with a gift. So what's all in this package? This isn't everything. This is just some of the great features. Light of men, abundant life, eternal life, truth and freedom, outward attitude, contentment and strength, peace, joy, love, and hope. If you want more details, you gotta read the manual. Because there's a lot in here, and it's good. What Jesus brings us is beyond our comprehension, but it's something we should continue to search out our entire lives. I want to finish with this. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and holding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forevermore. Shall we pray? Almighty God, it is a gift that we cannot even fully comprehend. But Lord, it is exactly what mankind needed. Lord, while we were yet sinners, Christ came, Christ died for the ungodly. Lord, Christmas was only the beginning of a new, a new era. Lord, I pray that we accept the gift that was given by you. Lord, I pray that we understand the incredible value of that gift. Lord, I pray that that gift changes permanently our lives, that, Lord, we do become new creations. Lord, that we shine that light within us that is Jesus, that we do shout it to the mountaintops, the gift, Lord, that so people that don't understand it can understand what is with this gift. And Lord, that they can see these changes in our lives to say, how did it happen? And we can tell them about Jesus. Lord, we thank you, we praise you in Jesus' name, amen.